1: Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope you're all having a very good start to your week as we gear up to Arsenal's first game of their pre-season tour over in America. And a couple of days away now from that game against the All-Stars, Wayne Rooney's All-Stars. Of course, very much looking forward to that, although saying that it's about 1.30 in the morning our time. So uh, I'm not sure I'm actually going to get up to watch it. I'm going to try, but... Knowing me, I'm probably going to fail miserably and sleep through my alarm. And I'm sure plenty of you are going to watch it. And if you're over in the States, of course, so many Arsenal fans heading over there for this one. I've seen so many of my mates going over there and I am very, very jealous. So if you are on the ground in the States and you're going to be part of this tour with three really good games coming up, I hope you all enjoy yourselves. We'll talk about that match a little bit later on. Look at some of the latest injury news ahead of that game, but a fair few things to talk about today. Mikel Arteta has been speaking over in the states. Falen Balogun has been speaking over in the states. So we'll have a look to see what those two have got to say. Got some of your questions, of course, as always. And Arsenal's new away kit has officially been launched. Unfortunately because it is absolutely awful. I hate it. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. I'm sure plenty of you might like it, but this does absolutely nothing for me. I have to say it is just not Arsenal, and it's just really, really ugly, I think. And I know lots of people have been saying to me on social media, oh, I bet you back in the day, if uh, Twitter was around during when the bruised banana kit came out, it would been exactly the same. And I'm not sure. I don't know. I just... I don't know, maybe I'm getting old or whatever it is, but that just does absolutely nothing for me. When you've gone from that gorgeous black kit that we had last season and then gone to this this season, it's just, it's not even yellow and blue. Not having it, not having it at all, but I'm sure plenty of you enjoy it. So yeah, let me know if you disagree with me or not, but that is absolutely not for me, that one. Been a rare miss. There's not been many of them since Adidas came over to Arsenal and linked up again there's been lots of lovely kits in the last few years but for me this one is a big no-no anyway let's talk about what Mikel Arteta has had to say then over in the United States he's been speaking about a range of things and he spoke about transfers he spoke very you could see by the smile on his face when he was talking to some of the reporters over there when they were asked about his transfer the transfer business Arsenal have done so far and you could see how happy he was he said how happy he was He knows the club have had a very good start in the transfer window. And he was asked, you know, are you going to do anything else? You've signed three big players in Kai Havertz, Durian Timber uh, and Declan Rice. You spent over £200 million to get the three of those players in. Are you going to do anything else? And this is what he had to say to reporters. He said, let's see. There's still a lot of time left in the market. And there are a lot of expectations of our players as well. We'll have to see how things develop in the next couple of weeks. We will be alert. There's still time to do things. There's still time for exit as well, obviously. So I'm sure things will move. Interesting comments there from Mikel. And I think it was quite important there in that middle of that quote, we said there's still time to do things. There's still time for exits as well. I think the two of those things are very, very linked. I think if Arsenal can get some exits, Done can get some money into the club, some decent money into the club. Then I do think, as I've said before, they're going to revisit things a little bit later on in the towards sort of I don't know, probably the last month for the transfer window, and they might well look to continue to add to their squad. I've said before that area on the right side of the attack is certainly an area that they're looking at. Whether they do anything, I don't know. I can't say for certain right now, but it's certainly an area that they're looking at. And if they could get some big sales in, bring some money into the club. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do dip back into the transfer market between now and the end of August. Because I think there's definitely, definitely some scope for a couple more additions or certainly one more addition just to strengthen things up ahead of what's going to be a very long and very demanding season. And that right side of attack still just feels a little bit short to me, as I've said a couple of times. So let me know what you guys think about what McKenna had, Arteta had to say there. And if you agree with me and think at least probably one more addition is needed before the end of the window. Now, Flo Balligan was obviously a big talking point over in the States yesterday. I knew he would be, he was going to do a lot of media while he's over there. He was, of course, you know, USA's new number nine striker, the poster boy, as I said before, the the player that USA really pushed the boat out to try and get to switch allegiance from England. He's done that. He made his debut not long ago. He scored in his second appearance um, for them as well. So he is, you know, he's right at the top of the food chain at the moment when it comes to the players making waves over in the States. So he's, you know, very much in demand from the media over there with him over with the Arsenal squad. And he was speaking yesterday, spoke a bit about his future. Now, of course, Inter Milan are very, very interested in Flo Balogun. That's emerged in the last sort of 24 to 48 hours or so. I don't think any bid has been made yet by Inter Milan but one could follow pretty quickly as they sort of scour the market for potential forwards we knew they were in for Lukaku that fell through and so now they're looking at other options and Balogun is on that list he was asked by reporters yesterday about his future about what might happen and this is what he had to say he said I obviously went away with the aim of um, I obviously went away and the aim of me going away was to prove I can play first team football. Obviously, me coming back, I've had a good season. I felt I was able to do that and play at that level. So coming back, it's not really much of a situation where I think I need to try extra hard to prove something. It's a decision that's not with me. It's with the people higher up. I'm sure they'll make that decision. and Whatever happens, I'm cool with it. So I'm obviously just focused on pre season with the team. I'm really focused here, and of course, my agent and my family are dealing with this. Um, interesting there from Balogun. It was kind of the words there. When you kind of look at it, you think that's someone who, you know, wouldn't mind staying, but certainly wouldn't mind going as well, which we kind of know he wants to play, he wants to play regularly. I think it's not doesn't take a rocket science to work out. He's probably not gonna get the sort of minutes that he wants if he stays at Arsenal, and that's why, you know, it is a distinct possibility that he could go between now and the end of the window. As I said, Arsenal need to make sales, Balogun's a very sellable asset. I've spoken at length about his contract situation and the fact it doesn't appear at the moment, like he's willing to enter into any talks about extending that contract, which means now he's got two years left. If you don't do something this summer, then his value is just going to go down and down and down. And it still feels to me the most, realistic thing to happen this summer is that Ballingham goes and he goes for big money and and moves on. Mikel was speaking about him yesterday as well in his sort of huddle we did with some of the reporters and he said, we have to think about what is best to do. Uh, we want to see him. We want to experience him in the next few games. He played the last game against Nuremberg and he will do so again in the next few games and then we'll make the best decision. So they're going to have a look at him. That's the plan Arsenal have for him. Have a look at him at this preseason and they'll make a decision at the end of that. I'm not sure what will change, to be honest, over what Balogun does, even if he tears it up in this preseason, which he could do. You know, he could easily have been sitting here with a goal already. He should have been, to be honest. He had the chances to score against Nuremberg, didn't take them, but he could easily score in the next game. You wouldn't put it past him at all to get a few goals in these next three games coming up. But I don't see what that really changes because at the end, the the thing is that contract situation is still there, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be resolved. And so Arsenal will still have a very difficult decision to make. I still feel because of that, the most likely option is that he will uh, he will move on, and someone will come in and make a decent bid. But they're going to have to bid a lot of money. You know, Arsenal want at least around fifty million pounds for Balogun. That's the kind of starting price for negotiations. It doesn't appear that Inter Milan will go near that at the moment. Um, so whether you know what what happens with that, we'll we'll have to wait and see whether that's just a starting point, and then Arsenal try and get the money up. Whether anyone else comes in, I think the ideal situation for Arsenal potentially is a Premier League club coming in for him because that's where the money is. We know that. I spoke about it in yesterday's video. You look at a club like I don't know West Ham, uh, Everton, those sort of clubs who definitely need forwards. You know, is that would that be an option? That would be a help for Arsenal. Would that be something that appeals to Balogun? I mean, Inter Milan would be very appealing. You'd have to say he obviously has no problem with going to a foreign country. showed that last season when he went to France as a young man and absolutely tore it up and he settled really well. So I don't think he'd have any issue going, moving outside of the Premier League again and a you know, moving to a club like in Milan, would be huge for a young striker like Balogun. So we'll have to wait and see and uh, see what happens. But let me know what you guys think about those comments or anything when it comes to Flo Balogun. He certainly seems to be a big, big talking point. See Lots of the comments that I get in these, uh, under these YouTube videos, so many of them. It's either about Partey or Balogun. So they're the two players who certainly seem to be generating the most talking points at the moment.
0: Ready to pop the question?
1: Okay, so looking ahead to that game against the All-Stars on the, uh, in the early hours of Thursday morning. Good news from over in the States. that uh, um, Martin Odegaard, who missed the game against Nuremberg after suffering a bit of an injury in the war. He took full part in training yesterday, which is good to see. Trossard did as well. Trossard, of course, limped off in the second half of that game against Nuremberg, but it appears that those two are both fit and should be involved in the All-Stars game, which will be a bit of a boost. Declan Rice, we're not sure about yet. He was... He didn't really take a part in training like everyone else did. He was on the exercise bikes. You know, he's a little bit behind. He's obviously only just joined the club. He had a bit of a late holiday, so it will you know, whether he gets eased into things over the last couple of games of the tour, we shall wait and see. But him and Tommy Asu, they didn't take part in training yesterday. Um, I think sort of Saliba might have sat it out a little bit as well. Martinelli, of course, who we know didn't feature in that game against Nuremberg. So all these players have been eased back into it. The last thing you want to do is rush someone back into it if they're not ready in pre-season. So, uh, you know, Arsenal understandably being cautious and taking their time. So it might be that those three in the pitchers sit out the game uh, I'm not sure. Saliba, of course, started against Nuremberg, so, uh, which was a bit of a surprise, I have to say. But he did start, which is good. He played 45 minutes, which was a big, big boost, I thought, because I wasn't expecting that. Whether that means that he might get the game off against the All-Stars and then come back for a match against United and Barcelona, we shall wait and see. Mikel Arteta was speaking about Declan Rice. I thought these were really interesting comments. If you haven't seen them or heard them yet, he was talking about Declan Rice and why he signed him and what the big attributes were. And this is what he had to say. He said his leadership, his aura, obviously the experience he already has in this league, he's going to bring the team to a different dimension. He's got the physical qualities that we've been missing for a while. That's why we had to do what we had to do to get him because he's really important for us. A while ago, we spoke about players that could complement each other Give us more flexibility, more depth and more quality and take a winning hunger into the team with players who really want to push themselves to a different level. I see him like a lighthouse. He will light up the others and improve the others and make the team better. The way he talks, the ambition he has and the passion for the game is exactly what we need. I thought that's a really good, interesting comments from Mikel Arteta. The bit there where he talks about he's got the physical qualities that we've been missing for a while. I thought that really stood out, that comment, because I think at the end of last season, certainly the game against Manchester City, Arsenal got bullied. Didn't happen that much in the season because Arsenal played so well. There's so much quality on the ball. They pressed so well that they dominated teams that way. But when in those few games, when they seemed to lose it, lose their level a little bit, and they didn't quite have the legs to really sort of press as high as they did and teams went long, like Manchester City did, to beat the press, they struggled a little bit. You know, that midfield, Thomas Partey against Manchester City, whatever happened with Thomas Partey on that night, um, we're still not sure. I'm sure we'll ever be sure if he was fit or not. I certainly don't think he was. But he got, you know, he got bullied out of the game in that, game against Manchester City. And I think Mikel looked at those sort of matches and thought, you know, we need to be a little bit stronger, add a little bit more strength. And Declan Rice, you look at his numbers, what he did for West Ham last season in terms of recoveries, everything like that. He was at just the pinnacle when it came to Premier League players. um, So I thought it was interesting that he really pointed out the physical qualities and he said, that's why we had to do what we had to do to get him. And by that, he means go that extra yard, pay that little bit extra money that perhaps we were initially willing to to um to spend and when he talks about him as a lighthouse it's classic Mikel Arteta line but you know it's, it's, there's a lot of truth in it he's that player who's just going to make other players around him look good because Rice is going to do the ugly side of the game he's going to do stuff and that's going to help these shine a light on other players around him who can you know the Odegaard's the Martinelli's the Saka are going to benefit from the extra space they're going to have because Rice is going to win the ball back high get the ball to them and then that's going to benefit those more attacking players that Arsenal have in the team. So really interesting comments, I thought there from Mikel, about Declan. All right, before we go, let's talk about some of your questions and answer some of your questions, shall we? I thought this was a good one from Bomber Cloud. It said Arsenal should sell Balogun and have a buyback clause. He should be number one priority if we do sell him. I agree 100%. As, a, as I said, I think Arsenal are kind of going to be forced into a situation this summer where they're going to have to sell just because of his value, what it is now, his contract situation, as I was discussed. But they should absolutely protect themselves in that regard. So whoever they sell, they should make sure there's a buyback clause included in there, just in case Balogun, which is very likely, goes there and absolutely tears it up and becomes his superstar, that Arsenal have a good option to buy him back for a relatively decent price. And if that means, you know, that's kind of way that if some, someone like Inter Milan, for example, if they're not going to go over the 50 million that Arsenal want, Arsenal could potentially come to some sort of, compromise over maybe a bit of a lower transfer fee if they say okay you do that but then we can buy him back for 40 million pounds in the next five years if he if he you know has an absolute world he tears it up and then we get first refusal we can sign him for a fixed price 40 million pounds I think that's absolutely essential for any negotiation they have when it comes to Balogun this summer Here's one from Charlie says, hi Charles. I was, I didn't realize I've answered this one a little bit early Charlie. Apologies. This was the one for me and James in our podcast. Um, youtube show we're going to do tomorrow uh i've just totally jumped the gun but i'm gonna to have to answer it now because it's on the screen <laughs> I'll, I'll ask james this one tomorrow as well charlie this is charles james are there any players in this current team who you take in the invincibles just saliba for colo rice for gilberto and saka for freddie for me side note my mate had white over lauren i disagree lauren was criminally underrated player 100 lauren lauren gets in over ben white for me 100 percent. lauren fantastic player absolute warrior he gets in there. I, I think it's a really hard answer. You know, I'm not sure I can really pick any other team over the Invincibles, this current team. I've not seen Rice enough in an Arsenal shirt yet to say Warrens getting in over Gilberto, who was just an absolute legend and was so important in that team. You know, I get what you're saying about Saliba and Kolo, but Kolo was just, was so strong. He was so fast. His recovery was exceptional. He, you know, his and P- Campbell's partnership was so good that it's very hard to say, oh, I'll definitely put Saliba in there. I think it's really hard to describe, to compare the two different eras, um, You know, and, and as good as Saka was, is, could he get in ahead? Freddie was such a big game player. He'd always pop up and score. Um, So I'm not sure. I think it's really difficult to compare the two. I, think, I mean, you could have so much debate. It's a classic pub question, isn't it? You sit around having a few pints and debate who would get in what team. But, you know, I mean, Saka's good enough to get in the Invincibles. There's no doubt about it. You know, if you whack Saka into that team on the right-hand side, then... It certainly doesn't lessen the Invincibles at all. And I think the same probably goes for Saliba and Colo, like you said. But, you know, I'd I'd find it very hard to pick anyone over any of that Invincibles team. It's like they didn't lose a game. So how can you put anyone in? And I think it's really, really difficult. Here's one from Kyle says, Charles, where is Pepe? Haven't seen him in any Arsenal pre-season content. Has he been banished from training with the rest of the team while the club tried to sell him? Well, I can't say for sure where he is because I don't know. But I know he hasn't been back yet. He's not been at Arsenal yet. And I think that says it all. Even if he was injured, which he might be because he had injury issues when he was at Nice last season. um, You'd still expect him to be back and having treatment at Arsenal. But as far as I'm aware, he's not been back to the club yet at all. This since pre-season began, Um, which says an awful lot, I think, about uh, where Nicolas Pepe's future whole, uh, lies, and it's just very much not at Arsenal. So I think everyone's kind of trying to sort something out when it comes to Pepe. I'm sure there's going to be talks going on, Well, there would be talks going on right now between him and his representatives. Uh, what the next best stage is. You know, Can Arsenal manage to get a deal done with someone? James Bench, who I'm speaking to tomorrow, who I'll speak to a, a lot about this during tomorrow's show, reported yesterday um, that there has been sort of tentative inquiries from a Saudi club over Nicolas Pepe, but at the moment, you know, there's discrepancy over potential personal terms and that sort of stuff for that. So we'll wait and see if that progresses at all. But, you know, I think as far as I'm aware, look, Pepe's not been anywhere near Arsenal yet since the start of pre-season. And I think that says an awful lot about what might happen with him between now and the end of the year, whether it's a sale, whether he ends up getting his contract ripped up, which wouldn't be ideal, but we know that Arsenal do it. And Edu likes to do that. He'd rather do that than have a player hang around that he's not wanted at the club. So, There's still a fair few weeks left of the transfer window. And I think Nicolas Pepe is certainly um, going to be involved in what happens between now and the window closes. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for your comments and questions. As always, I'm going to be back with another show later on today. Uh, that i'm going to be recording with a colleague who i used to work for for goal who is over in the united states he does a lot of their american content i'm going to talk to him ahead of the game against the all-stars get a bit of a lowdown on what arsenal can expect who might be playing against arsenal what players to look out for that sort of thing so keep your eyes peeled for a bit of a bonus episode of inside arsenal a bit little bit later on this evening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, everyone. I'll speak to you soon.